Hello and welcome to A Word for This Day podcast. I'm Jory Schaefer, the show's host and creator, and I'm so thankful that you chose to listen today. Thank you for downloading this episode. Welcome back to all you regulars, and um, welcome on board to anyone who's new. I'm just so thankful you're here. Um, Thank you for um, making this intentional time to uh, think about God's Word. It is just so important, you know, we read in scripture that it says man does not live by bread alone, but on every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And so as believers, we should be hungry, hungry uh, for this word and and thirsty for what he has to offer. And it's not that you're uh, that I want you to tune in or download to listen to me. It's um, that I'm hopefully a coach to encourage you and exhort you to uh, be in his word it is so important i'll say this over and over again to know the truth and uh, we know that his word is truth jesus um, said that when he was praying back to the father in john 17 17 uh, sanctify them in your truth for your word is truth and we read in that psalm 119 160 um, the sum of all your word is truth and this world needs truth, friends. Um, I hear even people who claim to be Christians or claim to be believers, and they will say something um, that they have heard, uh, but it's not that they've read <laughs> in the Scripture. Or they've just read one little line and haven't taken into account the whole context. And what they may be hanging their hat, hat on is not the not truth found in Scripture. It's been twisted by the devil. And so the only way we can know that is to be in His Word. So to read His Word, to study it. Don't just read it. Study it. Think about it. Chew on it. Meditate on it. Um, and then live it and share it. And uh, once you're able to read and study, and then you can turn around and Um, walk it out in your life and then share it with someone else it will make all the difference and that's what he has asked us to do I I believe and I'll remind you again don't just do this or listen to this or, or read your Bible study just to check the box he has so much for us if we will um, walk out and live this word and just be in it so we can know him more and have that relationship with him more. I've prayed for you um, that the Lord would help you to um, know more of him, that you would have more of that hunger and more of that thirst for him and his word and time with him. And um, I trust that he will do that. I'll remind you again that I love to hear from you. So if you uh, have a chance or feel led, I would love it if you would send me an email. You can find my email in the show notes where I also list all of the, or try to list all the scripture references that we talk about each day. So you could go back and do some study on your own. But shoot me an email, um, especially for those of you that I've never met, and let me know what God is doing in your life. And if you can think of anyone else that you know that may get a blessing from this podcast, share it with them. It's not about me. It's about encouraging people to be in the Word. And so if this is an encouragement to you, um, then feel free to share. You could share on your social media. You could go in um, on the website that I list in the show notes, and you can um, 
share there's a link for each episode and you can click on that copy that share it in an email share it in a text uh, tell by word of mouth um, there's just all kinds of ways that you can do that if you could think of other people who could use this as an encouragement um, to be in the word more well it is March the 26th, and as you can hear, I'm still um, recording in a different place because it it sounds like I'm kind of down in a barrel, I think. <laughs> but we're still uh, away for a family vacation, and um, I'm in a room with a very high vaulted ceiling, so that's why it sounds different. I'm, I'm away from my closet, but I'm still sitting on the floor because that's the best way that I can spread everything out. And um, also, if you hear some weird sounds or some uh, interesting sounds, it's just the sounds of us being in a cabin. So um, that's just where we are, and it's such a blessing, and I wouldn't trade it for anything. But we are back for March the 26th, 2002, or not 2002, 2022, at Galatians chapter 3, verse 26. And it reads as follows from the English Standard Version. For in Christ Jesus you are all sons of God through faith. Oh goodness. This is just foundational um, to our belief as Christians. And so I'm so excited for us to get back into this. We're back in Paul's letter to the Galatians. We've talked about um, this letter before. We've talked about Paul before. But um, it's always good to back out and get that context and see... um, where we are, what we're talking about, and um, that context is so important, so important for us to see the big picture. So let's zoom out, and I'll remind you, as I just mentioned, that Paul is the author of this book. Uh, it's, we call it a book of Galatians, but it's actually a letter to the Galatians, and we read that in Galatians chapter 1, Uh, Verse 1, it says, Paul, an apostle not from men nor through men, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead, and all the brothers who are with me to the churches of Galatia. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ who gave himself for our sins to deliver us from the present evil age according to the will of our God and Father to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. It's an interesting thing here that I don't know that I've pointed out before in our previous discussions about Galatians, um, but this is the only letter um, where Paul specifically says to multiple churches. This is to the churches at Galatia. Um, Others that will be like to the uh, Philippian church, the Thessalonian church, the Ephesian church, the Colossians, Romans was written to the believers who were in Rome. Um, The letters to Timothy and Titus were specifically singled out to those men. But this one says to the churches. So it was multiple. And um, we know that Paul had helped to found on his missionary journeys um, several churches. And those were at um, Antioch of Pisidia, Iconium, Lystra, and Derbe. And um, we read about that in Acts 13, uh, verse 14 through um, Acts 14:23. And as I've mentioned before, this is one, um, it's probably the only letter in which Paul does not give a commendation or an attaboy or a, you're doing well here. This is, he starts out um, 
coming on really strong, and I think it was because he was very worried about this false teaching that they um, were turning to. As we've talked about before, Paul was originally, um, he was a very zealous Jew, and he was a persecutor of the church until the Lord met him on um, Damascus Road that you read about in Acts 9. And he also talks about his uh, conversion a little bit and about who he was before he met Christ and and then how the Lord changed him in Galatians chapter 2, I believe it is. But after he met the Lord Jesus on the Damascus Road, he became one of the most prolific uh, missionaries ever to have lived. And uh, God used him mightily to spread the good news of the gospel to the Gentiles. And most of us who are listening, um, that is us. And we're going to talk about being sons of God or children of God through faith. And I'm excited for us to get into that today. As I've mentioned before, this letter was written by Paul to expose this false teaching and to really admonish the churches of Galatia to say, why have you turned from that? Why why are you turning away from what we preach to you? And Paul reminds them that it was, it, it was not about him. Um, that he received the gospel from um, from the Lord, and what he was preaching was coming from the Lord and not from man. And I love this in um, Galatians 1.10. It says, For am I now seeking the approval of man or of God, or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. For I would have you know, brothers, that the gospel that was preached by me is not man's gospel. For I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it, but I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. And then he goes into telling um, some of his testimony there, and you can read that in Galatians 1. Um, but he really comes down hard and heavy on them. He says um, back in Galatians 1 6, after he said that, after he said grace and peace, and he doesn't give a commendation like you're doing well here, but then he jumps right in and he says, I'm astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Not that there is another one, but there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. And that's talking about those false teachers. And it wasn't only then, friends, that, that is rampant now in our world today and even in denominations that call themselves christian um it, there's rampant um turning away from the truth of the gospel the gospel is all about jesus you can't do jesus plus anything else and that be the gospel okay and um that's what uh, Paul was trying to get them to understand. And then we see at the beginning of chapter 3, I mean, he says, Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? It was before your eyes that Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified. <clears throat> Let me ask you only this. Did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith? And that's what he had been telling them all along. It's about faith. It's not through works of the law. It's not anything that we do. You can't do enough works. Righteousness does not come from that law um, that had been handed uh, from God to Moses. Um, Jesus is the end of the law for righteousness, Uh 
for all who believe. And we read about that in Romans chapter 10, verse 4. There was a group um, known as the Judaizers. Paul describes them as the Judaizers. He also describes them as the circumcision party who were um, active there and in other places uh, to try to tell people that they had to follow the law of Moses and also uh, believe in Jesus to be uh, considered children of God or to be right with God. And one, one of the main messages and truths of the gospel is that it is all by faith. It's by faith. It's not by works. Um, in Galatians and also in Romans, Paul reminds them that there was a reason for the law. God had a very specific purpose for that, uh, for the children of Israel. But he reminds them that the promise that was given um, by God to Abraham was before there was a law that promised that through him all the nations of the earth, all the families of the earth would be blessed came before there was a law, before there was all this um, talk about sacrifices and um, things that we had to do to be right with the Lord. And Abraham believed God. Abraham had faith, and um, that was an example for us going forward. And so it was not a new thing that was being introduced here, but they had forgotten that it's all been, it's been by faith all along. And God had made the covenant with uh, Noah. He made the covenant with Abraham. He made the covenant with Moses and gave uh, him the law to give to the people. Uh, but there was a new covenant <clears throat> that was coming all along. And that is the covenant that was um, in the covenant that he would forgive his people if they would turn to him and if they would have faith. And that was all through Jesus. And praise the Lord that we're on this side of the cross and we have that. And praise the Lord that he's given us his word that we can look back and see all of this and see how it fits together. (coughs) Excuse me. I often wonder why he would choose um, me to be in this time. And would I have believed um, if I was in the time of in Paul's day. I hope that I would have, um, but I'm just so thankful, so thankful that he loved us so much to give us his son and give us his word so that I might be considered a child of God. So we look at our verse for today. We're back, like I said, in Galatians 3, 26, and um, it says, For in Christ Jesus you are all sons of God through faith. But let's back up um, to verse 21 of Galatians 3 and get some context. And I've given you a little bit just just leading up to this, but it says, um, well, let's do 19. Why then the law? Which is what a lot of people ask. Well, why did God do the law in the first place if he was going to have Jesus come anyway? Uh, But it says, why then the law? It was added because of transgressions until the offspring should come to who the promise had been made. And it was put in place through angels by an intermediary. Now, an intermediary implies more than one, but God is one. And in verse 21, is the law then contrary to the promises of God? Certainly not. For if a law had been given that could give life, then righteousness would indeed be by the law. But the scripture imprisoned everything under sin so that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. 
Now before faith came, we were held captive under the law, imprisoned until the coming faith would be revealed. So then the law was our guardian until Christ came, in order that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. For in Christ Jesus you are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ, Jesus, or into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, and there is neither slave nor free. There is no male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. So as we've talked about, it's all about faith. And if we look in Romans chapter 9, beginning in verse 7, it says, And not all are children of Abraham because they are his offspring. But through Isaac shall your offspring be named. This means that it is not the children of the flesh who are the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted as offspring. And I love this that we've read in uh, John's gospel in the first chapter uh, beginning in verse 9. It says, The true light which gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And it's all about belief. Belief and then accepting and receiving the gift that he's given. It says, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. And um, that goes with our verse for the day. For in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God through faith. That's that believing that we talked about. And then if we look in Galatians 4, 5, well, let's do 4, 4. It says, but when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. And do you know um, when people are adopted, they receive that full right. It's just as if they were truly, and they are truly the child of the one who has adopted them. They receive all the rights of being an heir. And it says in verse 6 of Galatians 4, And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father, and that Abba means Daddy. So you are no longer a slave but a son, and if a son, then an heir through God. And again, it all goes back to that believing. And then if we look in um, Romans chapter 8, beginning in verse 12, it says, So then, brothers, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. Oh, I just love that. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and of children then heirs, heirs of God, and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. Oh, what a blessing, friends. 
And then we read in 1 John chapter 3, verse 1, See what kind of love the Father has given us that we should be called children of God. And so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet appeared, but we know that when He appears, we shall be like Him, because we shall see Him as He is, and everyone who thus pure, hopes in Him purifies himself as He is pure. And then we jump down to verse 10 of 1 John chapter 3. By this is it is evident who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is the one who does not love his brother. And then we read in 1 John chapter 5 verse 1. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves whoever has been born of him. Oh, friends, I hope you can see what Paul was trying to get the Galatia, the churches of Galatia to see. Um, we are uh, considered God's children. Um, if we believe in his son, Jesus, it's all about belief. It was about belief before a law was ever given. Um, as we read, that um, Abraham believed and it was credited to him as righteousness. And that was before there was um, any of the written law. It was just... Abraham trusting God and then God did give the law for a purpose to be able to show us what sin is and to show us that we couldn't do it on our own. We couldn't um, have a relationship with a holy God and still sin unless there was uh, something that paid for our sin, unless there was a sacrifice for our sin. And he sent Jesus uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever should believe in him, whoever would believe in him should not perish but have everlasting or eternal life. And um, it's his children that will have that eternal life with him um, when this short mortal life is over. But it's only for those who believe. I've said this over and over again, but this was exactly what Paul was trying to expose. It's not following um, rules. We can't be good enough. We can't do enough. We can't give enough. Um, but it all starts with faith. all starts with that faith and believing that Jesus is who he says he is, that God is who he says he is and has done what his word says he's, that he has done. And um, once we believe that, then we will see how much we need a Savior. And we can um, confess our sins. We must uh, confess our sins and repent. And uh, the scripture says that if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us, uh, to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And um, then when we have the Lord Jesus' righteousness, covering us, then we are able to have that relationship with the Holy God. And we didn't deserve it. There's nothing that we could do to deserve it. Um, when, oh, and I just love what we've studied before in Ephesians chapter 2, beginning in verse 4, it says, But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved, and raised us up with him, and seated him, seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness 
toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Oh, friends, we have such a good, good father. And, you know, even Jesus, when he was teaching the disciples the model prayer, um, said um, to start out, Our Father, it's our Father who art in heaven. It wasn't, he didn't teach the disciples saying, My Father, but he said, Our Father. We are uh, joint heirs with Jesus as believers. And that it's just really hard for me to fully wrap my mind around the implications of that. And I think um, I'm convicted that I don't off, that sometimes I don't live um, like a child of God, um, like the creator of the universe and all and the author of salvation is my daddy. Um, but he is. And the Bible tells us so if we are believers. And it says um, in our verse for the day, um, For in Christ Jesus you are all sons of God through faith. And when it says in Christ Jesus, it's because of what he did for us on the cross. And we are in him if we believe in him. and His spirit is in us and we are all in the Father. And it's hard for me to understand that too, but I know it's so because the word says it. And so, friend, are you walking and living as a child of God today? Do you know that you are in Christ Jesus um, and that you are uh, a son or a daughter of God through faith? Oh, I hope you can say that you are because he is ever faithful and he does want to give good things to his children. I love this in Matthew chapter 7 uh, in verse 9. It says, uh, or which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks him ask for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? He does want to be gracious to us. And um, it takes believing in obedience and faith and love and um, he gives us just what we need with his Holy Spirit inside of us, friends. Um, but there's so much more that he has in store for us. And I'm excited for that day when our faith will become sight. We don't know how many hours or minutes or uh, days or weeks or years we have left, but the Lord knows and our times are in his hands. And, and so I would just urge you to, uh, if you haven't believed in him and accepted him as your savior uh, to do that right now today is the day of your salvation uh, because he is faithful and just friends he's so faithful and he loves his children he loves all of his creation um, but he is a just and a holy god and um, there is an order there is a way that we do things in the and the first is we have to believe and realize that we are sinners and then confess our sins and then ask him for forgiveness and ask him to save us and he's faithful friends so i'll close with this now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us to him be glory in the church and in christ jesus throughout all generations,
forever and ever. Amen. Blessings to you until next time, dear friends.